Welcome to our first show in 2024 of the Currency of Truth. I am Randall Martin along here with... Bill Hughes. How you doing, my friend? Yes. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. It's a little chilly outside, but the crypto market is heating up. It is. It is. But you know what? It seems to me that it is not only heating up, but it's volatile and uh, something you really need to pay attention to if you want to participate, because there's a lot of things going on. And we're going to break it down on this show today and let people understand what's new. And, you know, I want to remind people of our mission, of what we're doing here today and why we're doing it. So, Bill? Yeah, we want to make sure we educate people so that they understand crypto, blockchain, and uh, Web3. It's really to inform you and to give you opportunities where you could possibly invest and, and uh, take advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it is the kind of technology and that, that is really going to change the way that uh, our banking and our currency transactions uh, happen. And, you know, last year we had chances and, we've, and, and to have meaningful change and clarity, in the way that uh, crypto is regulated, in the way they're putting some guardrails around it to maybe help people, and it didn't happen. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about that, and what are your thoughts about the prospect of having some legislation that's really going to help uh, further define and quantify what these uh, currencies are just beyond just a few that have been identified and classified? You're right. We don't have legislation right now, but, but there are some... Uh, real movement that is happening in crypto that people believe has given it uh, validity. And, and that would be the first thing was the decision by the courts to come out and say that SEC was dragging their feet on mm -hmm. approving a, a spot Bitcoin ETF. And because of that, SEC went through a, a thorough process, but also said that they had to adhere to the law in the courts. And since then, has approved ETF or ETP products. Uh, and, and with that, you know, a lot of your large investment companies got in, Fidelity, BlackRock, um, you know, a lot of the big companies that we know around the world. And they really gave add validity to uh, the crypto market. And so now I believe you're going to start to see solid legislation come out of Congress around some of the other crypto products. Now, that's all in the face of, and maybe coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally, of some major uh, judicial hearings that happened, you know, obviously, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Freed? Sam, Sam Bankman Sam, Freed. Sam Bankman Freed, Freed. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Convicted in jail yeah. for a very long, long time for his actions. And then you have the people from Binance uh, fined heavily. Uh, is this the marketplace cleaning itself up in preparation for what's to come? So I think the, the narrative was always put out there is that that crypto was nefarious and it, and it was for criminals and it was for all this uh, illicit activity. Um, you actually had some bad, bad actors. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but when I look at it and I keep hearing this talk about 
how the criminals, the only thing that crypto is good for is for criminals to hide money. Well, you have to ask yourself, if I'm a criminal, which way am I, which method am I going to use to hide myself? Mm -hmm. If I use crypto, all transactions are transparent on the blockchain. If I give you a dollar bill, nobody knows that I give you that dollar bill. So this narrative that they paint out, that they're painting out there about how crypto is, is so bad and it's used for illicit activity, that's all you were able to do with a dollar bill. It's not traceable. I mean, I could put a dollar, I could put a million dollars in a garbage bag and, and you know, hand right, it to somebody right. and they have no clue. So, so you know, it, it's kind of, you know, listening to the narrative, Randall, of how they talk about crypto and how they've been shaping the narrative uh, over the last few years, uh, somewhat perplexing to me. Um, but I, but I think there's something going on in the, in the waters of, of crypto moving forward. Uh, and I just haven't figured it out. And hopefully we can figure it out together so we can inform the people around us. Well, I know that you've always been skeptical uh, of the sort of labeling and the way that crypto is being looked at with the thought that maybe the big boys were trying to discourage small investors from taking part in this so that they can kind of swoop in and, and, and make these large financial gains. And if we look at Bitcoin, uh, it returned to uh, its, its, its historical highs last year, despite all the volatility, despite of all, everything that people said, it ended the year in, in, very, in, in very good financial form in terms of valuation. So, is it that this talk is to uh, shake off the small and risk-averse uh, investors and make sure that these guys, the bigger players, just have uh, carte blanche to do whatever they want? Or is it a legitimate concern? And if it's a legitimate concern, why not regulate it so that you take some of the risk out of it? Well, look at this, Randall. Here, here's what you see as a scenario. This is why I tell people don't listen to what they say, follow their money. Mm-hmm. Kathy mm-hmm. Woods, you know, Kathy Woods and her foundation, the ARC, the ARC company, they start, they got approved for an ETF and they're now buying Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. BlackRock, the largest uh, um, investment holder in the world, they have an ETF. Fidelity, number two, has an ETF. Vanguard is approved for one. Franklin Templeton has, has just got approved for an ETF. The largest institutions in the world are buying Bitcoin. Jamie, you have Jamie Dimon on CNBC every day, almost, it seems like, talking about how bad Bitcoin is. But he's the custody, JP Morgan is the custody of Bitcoin for BlackRock. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense of this. It doesn't make any sense. You know, when I look at it, I tell people, look, they, they clearly, clearly don't want us small investors buying not just Bitcoin, but other cryptos that will have utility. They don't, they don't want you in these assets because at some point in time, they're, they're suppressing the price right now. E- e- even though Bitcoin is really high, mm-hmm. you know, they have a halving, which means the product will be cut in half um, come April. And some of these other uh, um, crypto products will, will become useful. Uh, there's going to come a point of time where they're not able to suppress the price and they're going to have to actually reveal the real use case of some of these products. And I believe the people who are holding them when when they do have to reveal this, will do very well. Now, mm-hmm. is that next year? I don't believe so. It could be 2025 to 2030 is when you really see the market starts to take off using these products. And so, so it's a long time, it's a long term play. But let let me just 
also say that we're not giving any sort of investment advice. This is just no. educational information about this marketplace. So uh, uh, let's just be be clear about that. But so you're saying if you were going to invest, that this is something that this is not a get rich quick scheme. It is something that is more of a longer term uh, uh, investment. Absolutely. This is good. And I always refer us back to the dot com era. Think about it. When you had eBay, Microsoft, um, Google, all these companies, when they first came out, those stocks were so volatile, nobody wanted to touch them. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they, and then you had the press even come out and tell you, oh, you don't want to touch that Internet stuff. It's terrible. It's dangerous. It's you know, bad for you. And then, you know, lo and behold, 10 years later, you wished you had bought $100 worth. Absolutely. You know, that, that's how I think the, the the crypto market is playing out. Um, you know, five, 10 years from now, you will wish you had bought a little bit. Now, whether that's whether whether that's investment, you know, again, we don't give investment advice on what products you should be buying. But I, I do say that you should be investing for your future, whether it's in crypto or anything else, any other assets. Well, you know, I, I think if you're like most people, and me included, you know, if you take the money that you I've I've I, I invested, thrown away in lottery tickets, <laughs> in, a, in the average mm-hmm. year, and let's and let's say it's a hundred dollars, you know, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, if you had put a hundred dollars in Google or many uh, or, or or Apple or any of these stocks in their nascent you know development periods, you would you know you that would be retirement money almost. <laughs> so. Yes. So um, it is something to think about. It's certainly something to think about. Now, speaking of CNBC, there's a new product now in addition in the mix. It's not an EFT. It's an EFP, right? ETF. ETF, not ETF. So now yep. it's – so now that's a it, – and it, it, it's a meaningful distinction, what this what, what this product is, and it's very interesting because it also adds to some level of confusion. Uh, how about I play this uh, clip from Kate Rooney on CNBC? Yeah, let's, let's play that clip and then we can speak to it. Right, here we go. We are just getting word from the SEC that a wave of Bitcoin ETFs have been approved. The SEC just putting out a statement saying that 11 of these have gotten the green light to trade in the U.S. We do expect them to start trading tomorrow based on what some of the exchanges have said earlier in the day. The CBOE said that those spot Bitcoin ETFs will begin trading tomorrow. I have a statement here from Gary Gensler, the chair of the SEC, that he talks about some of the risks involved here. He says, though we're merit neutral, he would note the underlying assets um, when he talks about Bitcoin are primarily uh, speculative, volatile assets that are also used for illicit activity, including ransomware, money laundering, sanction evasions and terrorist financing. So he does in the same breath as approving these Bitcoin ETFs mention some of the illicit use cases. He says, while we approve the listing and trading of certain spot Bitcoin exchange traded products and shares today, he says we did not approve or endorse Bitcoin. Investors should remain cautious about the myriad risks associated with Bitcoin products whose value are tied to crypto. But Morgan and John, this is a long awaited milestone for the asset class, really seen as this legitimizing moment and a way for cryptocurrencies to enter the mainstream investing landscape. You've got the largest asset managers in the world on that list I mentioned of those approved. BlackRock, you've got Fidelity on that list. It is seen as a way to bring some more safety and stability into these markets. And again, a big moment and highly anticipated for this asset class. So as of tomorrow, people will have the option to hold Bitcoin 
in their brokerage accounts next to your regular old stocks and equities. So big moment here, guys. Back. Right. Well, that's, again, fascinating and confusing because, as I mentioned, Binance, when you uh, were accused of the same thing, you know, being involved with funds with money laundering, being involved with funds uh, that had illicit purposes, and now that's okay? So I, I just want to, I just want people to hear this clip because oftentimes, Randall, when we're listening to our large media outlets, we only hear what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. But if you really listen to what she said, she in her statement, now this is a reporter for CNBC, she in her statement mentions ETFs twice. Right. And she said it emphatically. But when she read the statement of chairman of SEC, which is a Security Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, he said exchange traded products or ETP. Now, there's a distinctive difference between an ETF and an ETP, right? And an ETF is an exchange exchange traded product. Okay. That's where your financial advisors are trading sort of like stocks. They're buying the stock or they're buying the bonds and they're actually giving you a referral to buy and they, they become accountable to that. With an ETP, you are going to the now the fund buying that product, but you the the, the client is on the hook should something happen. That, so and there's laws around that, right? And and so we need to be very clear. They should be very clear to us, but we should be should need to be very clear and understanding about what we're investing in and listening to the exact language that they're using, because that language determines um the kind of investments you're able to make and the kind of protections you have right now investment is always at your own risk you know buy and trade and sell at your own risk they always uh give that sort of uh disclaimer however when you know part of those differences is and and we'll hear another clip later that that goes through um why those products are different it it it, it seems to me that there is a sort of a partial green light, but then it's a green light into an area that's still pretty murky and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and unregulated. And some of this has to do with the accountability, as you say, the accountability and custody of what you do with people's money once you get it. And yeah. so, and, and brokers have that, right? When you, when you invest in a, you go to, if you go to your financial advisor and they make a trade on your behalf, they have a fiduciary responsibility to you that that money has to go to where you've agreed for it to go. And it's almost like an escrow. They can't just take it and do whatever they want with it. It has to go yeah. into a specific investment vehicle. Um, and that was, and that was the problem with, um, with uh, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, where he was just taking yeah, money FTX. and doing FTX and doing whatever he wanted to do with it, and putting it in his own hedge fund and all the other stuff. So let's break it back down to the average consumer, the average person out there that looks at this marketplace. It still seems a confusing landscape, maybe purposely so, but also um, you believe that there is some. A lot of potential uh, room for uh, life-changing investments that can be made, even in small form, that may yield a great benefit over time. So, look, there's a use for crypto. That there's no disputing that. There's no arguing that. No one is even trying to anymore. That that horse, you know, has left the barn. What 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 is now confusing to people is what products 
or what what cryptos will be used. So that's where we are in the stage. And, you know, there's still that argument on the trying to determine what is a security and what is a commodity. Now, mm-hmm. they clearly have labeled uh, uh, Bitcoin as a commodity, which means that it, it gets governed by the CFTC, which is a um, uh, trade commission versus the SEC, which is the Security Exchange Commission. So, you know, looking at that, Randall, there's still some language that has to come through Congress. And Congress has several bills that, that are being proposed. Uh, we probably should get into that with a show, another show. But they have several bills that are being proposed to actually determine what cryptos are, what exchanges can do, and things of that nature. Um, because they're moving to the point now by having a spot um, um, ETP or ETF or however they want to frame it. But having that as a spot will actually stabilize the price of Bitcoin. So you're going to see Bitcoin eventually, its price is going to become pretty stable because they're going to be holding that as a hedge product, right? Right, right. Your largest investment firms in the world are going to be holding that as a hedge product instead of doing all this trading. The, the trade, Those swing trades is what made the, product, the price go up and down, up and down. Um, so you're going to see that level out a little bit now. And, and with that, you're going to see... Probably you'll see some of your your larger institutional people get into, say, a Bitcoin, and they're even talking about an Ethereum ETF as well. Well, I was so just they, going to mention Ethereum. Into, I was just going to because that yeah. is one with a recognizable utility. Yeah, and so they'll get into those two. I think there will be others, but those two they will get into those funds, and you will see the price of them stable out, stable off. Um, so I don't think they will have as much or, or as fast a growth as some are, I believe is some of your other cryptos that are out there that are at a much lower price um, that will also have utility. Um, but I think that's all going to come to a head. And this is why I think the next three, four five years is going to be very important as an investor is because once Congress puts those bills in place mm-hmm. and, and they put regulations around crypto, you will allow for investments because the, again, you will have the the use case will be laid out now. But will governments like the United States and Fed now try to look at the utilities of of financial transactions, how to do things, and sort of beat the market to that and become competitors in a way? So, um, Fed now is not going to be a competitor. Fed now is going to be a user. If you look at Fed now on the back end of Fed now, it, mm-hmm. it is. ISO 2022 or 222 compliant. And what that means is that it will uh, it will eventually allow for uh, blockchain tr- technology to be used in the form of cryptos and other. E- See, this thing of, of ETP, and we got to talk about this, but it, it will allow for the use of other ETP or electronic traded pro- exchange traded products. Uh-huh. And the reason why I think they, they, they went that route, Randall, one of the articles or one of the shows we did last year when we were talking about BlackRock, and he said everything of value, right? Remember what Larry Fink said: everything right, of right, value right. is going to be uh, um, on the blockchain and put on and put on blockchain. Yep. You will eventually be not only able to trade stocks and and um, bonds, you will be able to trade gold, diamonds, silvers, houses, cars, your anything that is of value. You will be able to chain um, exchange or trade over exchange traded product blockchain um 
And, and, I and think we talked about tokenization. If, if, let me just uh, just mention, you might want to go back to our archives uh, in Currency of Truth and look. We had a whole show on tokenization and what that looked like and how yeah. um, that was going to roll out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, because I, I so I, I think there's something to them doing an, an ETP and not an ETF, and they're just not disclosing it. But I think that that's the secret is that they fully intend to tokenize everything. And when they do, you know, you can't call a house an exchange traded fund, right? Because it, it's not, it's right. not like a bond or or a security, but it's an exchange traded product. Same thing with a car. Same thing with right. diamonds. So if you start tokenizing all these products, they do have value, right? If you start tokenizing all these products and putting them on blockchain, you could trade them just like stocks and bonds. No, I, I gather that you feel like you know. Uh, how this affects, let's say, uh, urban communities, communities of color. A lot of times mm -hmm. people don't have a big diversity in their retirement portfolios. Many people don't have a retirement portfolio at all. And so you got to play catch up in some ways. And you've got to make, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to be able to retire comfortably, you may have to make some big swings, <laughs> to, you know, to make up for getting a late start. Or, you know, it's not like the old days where you had, you know, a job for 30 years and then you just accrued into your retirement fund, you know, a clean thing. Most people have a multiple of jobs, maybe changing jobs every few years. And so you don't have that same sort of stability. So, how would this and this whole landscape be something that, you know, again, I'm not a sophisticated investor and, and, and I'm looking for something that uh, I might be able to maybe reap rewards like, like again, like an early, uh, uh, like an early uh, uh, buyer of Microsoft or Apple or Google or any of the companies now that have become mammoth or Amazon that have become mammoth in scope. How do you, how do you then source out maybe those uh, companies that might rise above and give you a terrific return on investment? Uh, that's a great question. It's, <laughs> It's, well, because it's speculation, right? Yes. And and everything within the crypto, everything within the crypto sphere right now is speculation. No one really has a, a, a general public. Right, right. None right. of us in the general public has a crystal ball of where they're trying to go with this new system. I believe there's no doubt that there's a course laid out of the fourth industrial revolution and how they want to bring this new system together. I, I believe that that chart has already been posted right i believe that that course has already been mapped out um we're not privy to that they just had davos this week where they talked about ai you know artificial intelligence they talked about crypto and how they're going to intersect so we know that that's going to happen when don't know how i don't know but for how do we take advantage of that is this is this is the thing, Brendan, you mentioned it, right? We have no problem with going into the corner store and getting a two, five, ten, twenty dollar scratch off. Look, it's easy. You could go to and I'm not advocating any kind of exchange or, right, or where right, people right. should go. But there, there are plenty of avenues, Coinbase, Robinhood, PayPal, where you could go and you can you could buy two, two dollars worth, five dollars worth, ten dollars worth of some sort of digital asset, whether it's Bitcoin, XRP, XLM, uh, um, Algorand, any one of those, $2. You know, if you lose the $2, just like with your scratch off, if you lose that $2, well, you lost it, right? You had a chance to win, but you lost it. 
Right. right. Well, you, you look at the uh, odds of Powerball, right? That's one right. in but if 292 million through, that you're going to win. And you then know. you can win. And, and so, <laughs> which is pretty, not, which I mean, is pretty negligible <laughs> if you really right. look but at for it. For some people, and, and this is the thing that I, when I talk to people, I go, look, buy five or $10 worth. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a little more adventurous, buy a little more. I, I, you know, myself have bought more, but you could buy a little bit. Set it there and just forget it. The f- unfortunate part with people is because we always look for that instant gratification. You know, they'll go buy a hundred dollars worth and they'll go, "Oh, it went down to seventy-five dollars. I'm gonna sell." Or it's not moving yet. Buy it and just set it there and leave it. Come back. Come back two, three years later, and 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 you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think in in most cases you could be um, you could be well, maybe one of them if you want ten of them maybe one of them you might but, you but might think have about something it. you know with, with a lottery ticket you're either going to be surprised or disappointed <laughs> immediately you know well, and, and it's more often than not it's is disappointed right you, it, there's definitely more losers than winners or they wouldn't be offering the you know offering that game absolutely um, absolutely and you know the one thing they should definitely be doing is listening to the currency of truth so that they you know can I don't, we're not probably going to be identifying any single stock, um, but we will be talking about trends and what's happening, at least keeping you informed. And it's better to know than not to know, uh, especially in these world-changing uh, technologies that are going to be ever-present in the future. And as you said, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but at least we are having the discussion and not only with uh, with market leaders, but with uh, legislators, with governmental people, and we're starting that conversation to to maybe realize what direction and shed some light on what directions actually may make sense to investigate on your own. Yes, and so you know, looking at like I said, where we are right now, there's a lot of excitement that come to, at, with the first of the year with with the passing of the. ETF or ETP, but I just so we can add clarity to that, let's play that clip for our audience so that they have a clear understanding of what an ETP is. Okay, well, this is Jim Cramer, and uh, this is the clip. After a weird rollout last week, the era of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products has begun. In total, the SEC approved 11 of these things, nine brand new offerings, and two conversions of existing crypto ETPs. Last Thursday, they all started trading, and now that we've had a few days to absorb the impact, well, i got to explain what's really going on here. First things first, despite what you may have heard or read, these new Bitcoin investment vehicles are not exchange-traded funds, or ETFs. Instead, they're exchange-traded products, or ETPs, which makes everything more confusing. ETFs are a type of exchange-traded product, but they're not not the only type. The SEC has been very clear that these Bitcoin vehicles are ETPs because it makes a huge difference from a regulatory perspective, and maybe for you, too. All exchange-traded products are regulated by the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities and Exchange Act of 1934. But ETFs are also covered by the Investment Company Act, or 40 Act, uh, which is a law that regulates investment advisors. Anybody who, who issues an ETF is considered an investment advisor, which is a real pain in the neck, legally speaking. The 1940 Act imposes a bunch of fiduciary obligations on investment advisors. Governance requirements like independent directors, restrictions on transactions with affiliated parties, leverage restrictions, custody requirements, and more. Put simply, funds regulated by the 40 Act, including all ETFs, need to be managed on behalf of you, the investor. I bring this up because these protections do not apply to the Bitcoin ETPs 
They got approved last week. Less than ideal, as you want these kinds of protection, especially because there have been multiple instances of chicanery when it comes to crypto money management. And there we have it. Um, adding to the to, to the uh, slate of mixed messages, uh, whether intentional or just uh, a result of, of, bureauc- of, of the bureaucracy. Um, you know, another statement that, it seems to me that how long were were uh, ETPs? Um, how long have they been around? Well, you 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 see there. He mentioned that you know these laws were passed in 1930s uh, for for ETFs and in 19, for ETFs, uh, yeah, right. And then the ETPs were were probably there soon after because he mentioned that you had a law in 1940 um, that governed ETPs and ETFs. So had to be sometime in around that era. But, but, you know, the, the thing I want to bring up again, Randall, is I, I don't think it's no mistake um, that the language is confusing because you have major news channels that are coming out and saying still saying ETFs when you can clearly hear the statement from the chairman of, uh, of the SEC and now Jim Cramer saying ETPs. It's not a mistake. These people are, are highly educated, trained professionals. They're not saying this by an accident, you know, and I don't understand the reason why they're confusing people such. Um, but what I could tell you is you must be over somewhere over the, the target um, <laughs> it, 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 because they seem to not they seem to want to confuse people and to get you out of there. They don't want you to, to invest there. They don't want you in, in and around this area. Um, go look at something else. That's the, that's what my belief. Right. Right. Well, I think with that, we're going we're gonna to leave it there. Um, and uh, people have to tune in. You have to tune in. You have to keep tuning in to, to, to I, what I believe are very important segments that will help people uh, dis- know what's going on, give some, give some awareness and clarity to what's going on. And um, from that, you, people can make their, their own decisions. But there's certainly uh, important things that are happening, even though you think that they might not affect your life. They definitely will, and it's back to, I always feel like it's better to be proactive uh, than reactive. So, um, absolutely, you know, we're we're not here to tell you what to do. We're we're here to hope, hopefully, give you information to help you get to where you want to go. But do your own due diligence, do your own studying, and and make sure that you pay attention. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure, and thank you for uh, for for being on here. This again will be another. Um, what I call a a uh, entangled episode because it'll be on the radio as well as on our Currency of Truth podcast because I believe it's just that important. And it's a great way to start off the new year, even though mixed messages, but it says, hey, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on and thank you for coming on and giving people the information uh, that they need to at least be aware of what's happening, even if we don't have the clearest picture of where it's going to go to. So thanks again, Bill. And that does it for this segment. Good day, everyone, and Happy New Year. Absolutely. 